Right, Gordon, you've got an O and an E. An O and an E. Right. Okay. Uh, what else do I need? You've got vowels. I'm afraid it's I and right. A. Can I have a consonant? Okay, hang on. That's another vowel. This must be the... Another vowel. This must be a... You got a Y. A Y? A y really? Y, A, O, I and E. Right. Is that Hawaiian whiskey? Is, not, is that not a Hawaiian whiskey? From I'm the... not sure. What about a Y and an O? Y O Y O said the crimson. Y O Y O. Okay, I'll. This is uh, Gordon. How many right. hours? This is about the fifth hour. We've that's not had a bottle of whiskey out of this yet. Um, unbelievable! Unbelievable! This is the worst. This well, game. Should, of... should, should we go? And, should we go and do a podcast? Do the podcast. I tell you what, I'm taking that back. Whiskey Scrabble. That's just not working. I've got an L, a K, and a blank. What is? What's that uh, about? Rubbish. Rubbish. Episode eight, Gordon. How are you? Uh, I'm very well. How are you? Good, Gordon. Goods. We have um, we have love uh, some lovely comments. Thank you very much for the episode seven, and we're on to episode eight with quite a quite a busy show ahead of us. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely diverse. We're going to cover many topics, um, and uh, as ever, you might, although unlikely, learn something. <laughs> Gordon, it's either news or it's whiskey. It's up to yourself. I'm putting it in your court because I think you're just ahead in the Scrabble game. Um, why don't we go with what? Well, what do you drink? You, you did say you were drinking something a little bit different. Yes, a lovely curveball. My friend Yuhis, who was over from Finland recently between all those lockdowns, but he's lovely. Uh, well, thank you to him. He has given me some whiskey from the Helsinki Distilling Co. Ooh, Batch nice. seven. It's a small new French oak. So it's been matured in French oak, and it's a rye whiskey. Why? So, not, so that's that's wonderful. Forty-seven point five ABV. Mhm. Nice. Twenty seventeen, so it's just three years old. Fantastic. So I'm drinking some Finnish whiskey, Gordon. I like that. That's fantastic. Very, very good. Well, I am. Um, I have. I'm quite lucky, if I'm honest. I get a lot of samples for stuff that I need to do, and just as a part of uh, the. Uh, uh, you know, the sort of things that are coming up. I've got a little bit of a sample bottle of Rosebank 30-year-old. No. And I thought, why not? So Send I've tucked into a little Dallas. sample bottle of that. And I'll make sure you get a wee bit of it. Don't you worry. So obviously we heard Katie talking about that last week. Um, and it's launched in the last week or so to huge demand, which has been fantastic. Um, and as a whiskey what a whiskey it is it really is beautiful it's got a lot of actually refill sherry casks um but not a lot of color coming from those casks so it does look like it's been sort of fully matured in this sort of old you know refill bourbon very very floral like a like a just very fresh and very vibrant and 48.6 percent alcohol it really is a fabulous fabulous whiskey um and uh limited amount but one to one i'm absolutely enjoying and the sun's actually come out so it's it's a little bit sort of that type of whiskey it's really really vibrant loving it that sounds lovely so you're a 30 year old and i'm a three-year-old so there you there you go go. it's a a perfectly lovely dram the finished whiskey i wouldn't i would certainly have the rosebank but um again young but very tasty so good yeah yeah or fantastic off and no, running so with yeah. their whiskies. Absolutely. So, whiskey news, what's been happening? Well, Gordon, I have to say, this is a recording, it'll be November the 3rd, 
the time this goes out. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it is National Sherry Week, International Sherry Week. And yeah. there's sherry events happening, mostly I have to say online now, but they are happening all over Spain and all over the world as we celebrate sherry. Uh, sherry is a drink, but also for our industry, it's what they do to those fine casks that we have commissioned for us down south. So that's why we love sherry. Gordon, on that, um, with the National Sherry Week, I just thought, you know, a wee bit of departure from the news. Could we have a little... Um, I'm watching the Vuelta a España. You know I like my cycling. Oh, yes. Oh, the, yep. We're up in the Anglo. Who's in the yellow jersey at the moment? The yellow jersey is uh, Carapaz. Richard Carapaz of the Ineos Grenadiers. He just picked Primoz oh, Roglic. The Ineos, the old Sky team. Oh, Ineos, right. Yeah, so okay. they're Ineos. So he, what a... a a, a day's racing we had on Sunday night there going up what's called the Anglerou, the one of the biggest mountains in the Pyrenees on the Spanish side fantastic nice. so I'm loving watching Spain every night and of course now it's National Sherry Week so I just thought listen, that gives us an excuse to talk about Spain and before we go any further what? are you a big cycler a cyclist I have a bike yes but not a road biker I'm too scared to go on the roads so I do like going off roads have you got a chopper, chopper. I have the big, the, the the three gears in the middle of the, yeah. Of, oh, you remember the, those bikes? No, no, I've got an off I've got a mountain bike, so I do like my cycling. Right. So where does the love of cycling come from? I think I just watched the Tour de France about ten, fifteen years ago, and just saw those complete and utter nutters at the side of the road up hills in the middle mm-hmm. of the Pyrenees and the Alps, and thought these guys are crazy, and that just got me into the sport. I just, I just. Obviously, I was watching quite a lot of drug cheats going on at the time, but it really has cleaned up its act since the Lance Armstrong days. And it's a really... I just love it. It's a tour guide. So it's a, a, a tour programme. You see Spain, you see Italy, you see France. Beautiful parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the sport is fantastic. Fair enough. No, I was just wondering what the... So, uh, very nice. Oh, and I love that. Giro d'Italia, uh, a couple of weeks ago, starts in Sicily and ended up in you know in Milan. Right How do they it. get across the water? Yeah, they, 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 they fly. The fly. All right. Okay. So, Gordon, just wanted to celebrate a bit of um, a bit of Spain uh-huh. and uh-huh. Scotland. Now, top trumps. Did you ever play that as a lad? Uh, yes, I did. Yes. Okay. So, top trumps with the the, the Spain in mind um, versus Scotland. Can we just take the weather, Spanish weather, and mm. play off against the Scottish weather? Who would well, win that one? Well, there's two arguments here. Uh, if you look at Sherry, Sherry's success comes from the Spanish weather. Yeah. So the from the grapes to the you know the oxidative aging that happens in the bodegas in in makes sherry work, but then scotch works because of the weather here. However, given mm. the choice, yes, that's the question. I would actually rather go and live in northern Spain. Rather, Jerez's very hot in the summer, so I'd rather go and live in northern Spain. So Spain's going to win the weather okay. argument, but 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 both the weather sort of criteria are crucial to the products that we love from both. I think that's excellent, Gordon. So one nil to Spain. Yeah. Can we take you two straight away to the drink, to alcohol? Mm-hmm. Spain versus Scotland. I oh. think this might be an equalising uh, goal here. Take us through Spanish alcohol. Take us through Scottish. Well. I love a sangria. I do love a San Miguel. I do love. Uh, I yep. do love Spanish alcohol. I have to say. Um, so and and obviously when you're on holiday, it's a great sort of. You know, you want to drink the sort of local wines and so, so there's a lot lot to celebrate. But correct. I, well, I don't know what you. What do you think? I think this is called whiskey unscripted. Uh-huh. I don't think there's been a drink. 
like Scotch whiskey well, anywhere no. in the world. I think although the beers are wonderful um, uh-huh. and the sherry is wonderful as well, it's uh-huh. been around the world as well. But Scotch whiskey is just iconic. It's nothing, nothing quite like it. So I think we would. Ha- have you tried Dick? That's the Spanish, Spanish uh, whiskey. I have not tried that, Gordon. I was going to repeat what you said there, but I'll. <laughs> I have not tried that. It, it, it is at, it's DYC, but it's called Dick, right. um, and it is a Spanish um, uh, whiskey. Not too bad. I used to I used to work for the business that had it, um, and uh, it's uh, yeah. No, there is Spanish whiskey, but I don't think it, to be honest, comes up to the level of uh, of scotch so i think we're we're winning that yeah i think so i think so. it's, it's, it's one each one gordon all, one all. Yeah, G- yeah, gastronomy yeah. stroke cuisine oh. this is a difficult one spanish gastronomy is. versus scotch 20 20 years ago no question spain's won it but uh-huh well know. i mean i love seafood but most of the seafood in spain comes from scotland correct so that's why i said gastronomy rather than food something um, so what you do with the raw yeah. ingredients that's the that's oh, the question i love a paella so do I. Now, if it was just tomatoes, Spain wins. Spanish tomatoes are and hamel and oh, oh yes. it's really now hard to uh, Spain for me. I'm afraid. Sorry, actually, I'm the here. tomato, the yep. tomatoes are better. Tomatoes in, in in the UK taste of nothing, uh, but in Spain they taste of tomatoes and really rich tomatoes. And and and, um, and it's one of the episodes series one of Whiskey Unscripted. Mm-hmm. Sandy McIntyre, our illustrious manager at Tam Do, yeah, there was a there was a tomato conversation there. Yeah, Sandy doesn't eat tomatoes in the UK, but for some reason when he goes to Spain, <laughs> he loves them. It's like he doesn't eat fish in the UK, but he loves fish when he's in Spain. Okay, I'm. I'm taking Sandy there. So, Sandy McIntyre, if you're listening, you've won a point for Spain. 2-1. Now, here's a very um, contentious one. Cities. Mm, yes, Cities. well, they've got more of them than we have. Well, that might be the point to Spain, I but mean, I, I, you've got Madrid, Barcelona, the big two. You've got Glasgow, Edinburgh, the big two in Scotland. So, cities. Yeah, I mean, you, Madrid and Barcelona are very different. Um one wants to be not part of the same country as the other. Um, uh, it's a difficult oh, one. It's a difficult one. Edinburgh's difficult got a castle one. right in the middle of it, which is Edinburgh does have a castle. Uh, but they all, you know what they say about Edinburgh? Though? If Glasgow had a castle, Edinburgh wouldn't have a look in. What do they say? <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, I'm not sure. I think. Whoa, I love Barcelona, but you do you, you, you're susceptible to the old pickpocket in Barcelona. Yes. I am. Um, uh, I organised a stag do in Barcelona years ago, and at very early hours of the morning, I was seemingly getting offered bread by various mm. elderly ladies, and it seemingly drugged the bread. You're supposed to eat it because you're hungry, and then you fall asleep, and they take your take your money. Old ladies are drugging you, are they? With bread, in Barcelona's Las really? Ramblas. Yes. Really? That's. Why? I'm sure That's it's all changed now, but God, we could take. Well, no, I'm going to go Spain. The only reason I'm going to go Spain is some of the best nights out I've had in Madrid. I had a fantastic night out once in Madrid. Although I live in Glasgow and had some good nights out here. Uh, I'm going to go to Madrid because I just think Madrid's a wonderful city. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm going for a, 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 a tie with a slight leaning towards Spain. You've been up the Gran Via at midnight strolling... I- 
on your short sleeves, Gordon. I can just see it now. Wonderful city, Madrid. And finally, sports. Sports. They've got Real oh. Madrid. They've got Barcelona. Football yeah, is huge for them. They've got Rafa Nadal, sporting icon. But uh-huh. Scotland have got golf, the best golf courses in the world. Um, some uh-huh. of the oldest football fixtures in the world. We've also got, you know, uh, rugby, I think, as well, which maybe they have not got. We've got the rugby union and football yeah. and golf. So, yeah. what do you think? Uh, it's a this difficult final one, one again. It's a difficult one again. Uh, I think if you just look at the diversity of sport in the UK, I think it's the best. I think it is, you know, from... I mean, we play games that only 10 countries play in the world. I like that. So do I. You know, rugby union, 10 countries really play it. Cricket, about five countries play it. But um, uh, Spain, you know, big into football, probably some of the best teams in the world. Um, uh, I'm going for the UK. So I make that three and a half, two and a half. Spain has edged it. We'll have to have a rematch later on. Oh, we'll have a rematch. Very good, very good. It's National Sherry Week. And the other bit it of is news, National Sherry Week. The other bit of news, Gordon, that I got, the FDA in America, kind of stating the obvious, they've come out and said that whiskey is in fact gluten-free. So that's official. And you can now put that in your label if you are in America. Um, but something we've already known, but maybe not many people out there know that. Uh-huh. Would that be fair? I think that's probably fair. I think it's really one of those things. You think of what whiskey goes through uh, in terms of its production from uh, raw ingredients to the whiskey at the end. I'm not surprised it's gluten-free. I'm really... Uh, uh, and I think if it makes people drink more whiskey or, or more people drink whiskey, then that's great. So I'm happy about that. Um, that's always good. Another thing I noticed in the news, 200 years of Johnny Walker. Ah. Uh, Johnny Walker's been around for 200 years. Um which I think is amazing. It's a brand that's the biggest selling Scotch whiskey in the world. Um, Dr. Nick Morgan has done a book on it, uh, uh, which you can all, I think it's called Long Stride, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I might have got that wrong. I think it's called Long Stride. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a really uh, interesting read. I'm going to buy a buy a bottle of it. Yeah, a Long Stride by the history of Johnny Walker. I'm sure it's going to be a really interesting... So 1820, uh, Kilmarnock to 2020. Uh, uh, the world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 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 amazing. And I've, I'll keep on saying that one of the best whiskey adverts that I've seen is the... Who is the actor now? That played Begbie in Trainspotting. Oh, um, Robert Carlyle. Robert hey! Carlyle. Robert, Robert Carlyle. Carlyle doing a, a, a monologue to camera, walking. Yes. Just I think we've mentioned maybe it before. Filmed behind Monocle Moore, where Tom Lewis has his wonderful hotel, one yeah. of the paths down there, and he talks to the camera for about five minute monologue about Johnny Walker's uh, story, and it's an amazing advert. You can get it on YouTube. Yeah. So well done to them. Yeah, yeah, and 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 this week's also been a plethora of new whiskey releases. So that. Wolfburn have released a new whiskey. Love what Wolfburn are doing there. Like the most northern distillery on the mainland, love what they're doing. Small distillery, but producing some really good stuff. And uh, Bimber have been releasing things, and there's there's a whole range of whiskies come out this week. So there's always something new for everybody. And the other one is um, Gordon and McPhail, who are building a new distillery in the Cairngorms National Park so I think it's sort of near um, it's not too far away from uh, what's the name of the place just north of Aviemore um, uh, and they're calling it the Cairn, the Cairn. So, so, so there's a lot going on there's a lot going on in the Does news, that surprise but... you Gordon with the, the way the world is at the moment people taking is that a chance 
no. I, I, don't think, I don't think for a company like uh, for Gordon McPhail or, or you know even from us from you know from a Rosebank perspective, it's a big investment in the future, and I think whiskey long term is a really really good area to invest. And we also saw the um, release of a new sort of idea of a whiskey called Wolf Creek, I think, uh, in Stirling oh, yes. coming up this week as well. So there's a lot of, inv- still a lot of, it's great to see, there's a lot of talk, investment, excitement around Scotch whisky, um, and actually a lot of that sort of point that we, we, we talk about in, with our guest later on. So that's quite exciting as well. Yes, stay around for that, for the, uh, for yeah, the, for the interview. Uh, Gordon, we can't, but cannot pass by that this week... Um, we are recording in the week of the American election. Probably the biggest news story in the world. We're not going to go there. We're not going to get political. But no. it's just... But I, I do... I'm, I'm a political person. and Are you? Yes. So right. I, I was debating whether to launch a whiskey party. And I just wondered <laughs> if I was... Uh-huh. I'll have to get some pledges going that I could back financially. Um, would this get your vote? Um... Every person uh-huh. in Scotland over the age of 16 is entitled to one cask of whiskey. Right. I will pay for it with my whiskey cask party. Oh, I would certainly like that. I'm you not... used to get free milk, so why, mm-hmm. you know, why couldn't the whiskey party at least say, you know, free whiskey? Fair okay. enough, fair enough. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another another pledge. Um, How is this? Would I be elected on this platform? Anyone who drinks Scotch whiskey should be allowed to stay behind after closing time to finish off their dram. You will not be rushed out the bar as long as you've got a Scotch whisky to hand. And I'll pay for the extra uh, time that the, the, the bar staff have to wait behind. Nice, nice. That's a great one. That's okay. a that's a fantastic one, yeah. I'm, okay. I'll, I'm voting for you. Gordon, I've got, my... I've got, two, I've got three more. If you order oh a Scotch goodness. anywhere, on a plane, in a bar, you should be entitled to a free snack. If I was in charge, my government it... tab would see to a snack up to the up to the price of three pound fifty. Is that whiskey out to eat out or something? I, I, I need a I need a good marketing team to sort that yeah. out. Yeah, no, I like that one too. Like these that. are these are great pledges. There's not too many things that are going to change the world here. But, okay, but Gordon, you you've been to a few whiskey festivals, and a lot of people uh-huh. like to travel to Scotland, and maybe Scottish people like to go to other whiskey festivals. If yeah. you do travel to a whiskey festival and you can prove you are going. You should go through Security Express, free of charge. Uh, yes, yes, okay, okay. yeah. I'll pay nice. for that. Uh-huh. If I'm elected, right. I will get the coffers mm. of the government into... Anything hand. a little bit more macro than this? Anything? Any more policies that are going to maybe really. help the divisions in the world? Not really. No, no, God, right. this is okay. the whiskey no. party. And finally, okay. uh, let's make, sort of see to your um, macro economics here. You are, if you buy a bottle of scotch, directly supporting the Scottish economy. So this government, I hereby say, I will give you a code... A download a free code for a game of golf anywhere in Scotland or a free visit to a national house on monument on the government. Bring your bottle of whiskey and get a free game of golf. These are very interesting policies. I'm okay. not sure. I mean, you said you were political. I'm not sure it's something you should go much further down no. into. Right, okay, I'll just... If I'm honest, but right. I, I, li- I like it. I okay, like I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'll just... I'll just... I'll st- yeah, st- yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Uh, Gordon... <laughs> <laughs> we're, on, we're on to some of our regular features. We and are. We have ran shy of the regular feature of here's the music, the eighties heads. Oh, the eighties heads are back. <laughs> Don't you love? Now I know we've had a lot on out. Can I just say to everybody out there, 
We've had a lot of correspondence on the lack of A to Zs and the lack of regular A to Z features. Um, uh, I mean, we've been in, inundated with one email about I'm, the lack of A to Zs. I've been running scared about the next letter though, Gordon. So uh -huh. this is what I pretend I'm tying my shoelace and we talk about the letter Q. <laughs> this is not going to take long. <laughs> okay, you start, you start. Q. Well, let me just go, let me go Q for quotes. You know I like my whiskey quotes. And it's one of my favourite quotes, Q for quotes, if you let me have this one. Too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Mark Twain, one of the great quotes of our time. So I'll give you Q for quotes. I like that. Well, if that is the case, uh, there's a whole load of others that I Thanks. want to read out. Never cry over spilt milk. It could have been whiskey. <laughs> the water was not fit to drink. To make it palatable, we had to add whiskey. <laughs> By diligent effort, I learnt to like it. Whiskey is liquid sunshine. I absolutely would agree with that. Yes. Um, and uh, what whiskey will not cure, there is no cure for. Ah. Oh. That's a belter. That and, is a belter. And I can finish with Ava Gardner, one of the great mm -hmm. actresses of the 20th century, um, Marity Sinatra. I wish to live to 150 years old, but the day I die, I wish it to be with a cigarette in one hand and a glass of whiskey in the other. That's how they did it in the 20th century. That's how they rolled back in those days. Um, there's a classic as well from from a from a from and it's, this is a brand related one, but it, it's such a great quote that I need to read it out. Um, it's from uh, for our friends at Beaumont uh, on Isla, and it's from Ian Banks, the famous author oh, yes, who yes. unfortunately died. Uh, and he said, if you can't find a Beaumont to fall in love with, you may have to consider very seriously the possibility that you're wasting your money drinking whiskey at all. <laughs> which i don't particularly agree with but uh, it's a great quote if great you're quote. a bowmore lover um and just you know there's some really other classic oh, whiskey quotes. quotes out there so that's a great one well done we go on and on but carry on Hugo. um quick <sighs> now quick now this is something which is a it's a little um, what's the word? Uh, it's a, it's a, what is it? It's a Celtic drinking cup. That's what it is. It's a little silver. I, I was going to say Gordon, it's a little silver quick. You were going to say it's a little bit. I've got my Scrabble here. I tell you what, that'd be a big score. In the, oh yes. We should get that out this, in the oh, Scrabble yeah. game. Uh, absolutely. So there's a so, quick. Um, two handles. Really. Two handles. Traditional. Yeah. So in the old clan, when they met up, you could always see your up, your 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 friends and inverted commas hands and both handles yes. just in case he had one hand under the table with the, with the knife it's both hands visible when they're drinking in the friendship cup and i think joanna lumley says that every time she comes to scotland she drinks out of a quake in her little house in dumfries yes. so it, it's yeah it's a great sort of emblem of uh, a celtic drinking cup that's what a quake is that's a very good one another one i've got is a quarter cask now, where I, quarter casks are quite interesting because a lot of people think um, the size of these really vary. Um, but actually, a quarter cask is about 120 to 125 litres generally in size. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the US, for example, a quarter cask would be much smaller because it would be 50 litres, which is quarter of a bourbon barrel. So the reason why a quarter cask is a bit bigger in maybe sort of in the, the UK or imperial system is that it, it's probably linked to the size of a sherry butt 
and that's why it would be so, which is 500 litres. Yeah. So that's why. I, so quarter casks, um, Lefroy uses a lot of quarter casks um, at the mature. They even have a whiskey called quarter cask. Um, so it's a little bit smaller, uh, a remade cask generally, and uh, yeah, just Be- a, a, benefits a, or benefits smaller, quicker maturation in a very simple way. Uh, different style, more wood to liquid ratio. So it's like everything. If you put whiskey in a really small cask, it will mature quicker. Put it in bigger casks, it will mature slower. Generally, and because of the liquid to, to yeah. surface area of the wood. And there's a debate there about is it better or not? The Depends how you then you can marry that whiskey in with other styles and produce something. You bring in the vibrancy of the quarter cask. Marry it to is plenty of ways of utilising. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. That sounds great. I'll give you Quercus, Gordon, yeah, genus yes. of oak tree, Quercus robur or Quercus alba, and there's a whole lot of uh, trees under that genus of Quercus. So that is the mighty oak that I think was one of the whiskey wonders of the world's last episodes. There's a whole a whole program and you know styles of whiskey that can be produced depending on what Quercus you put your liquid into. Spicy and rich with the Quercus robur. Sort of lighter coconut vanilla uh, notes with the Quercus Alba, and that's the ones um, we use. Yeah, 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 yeah. And finally, quiz. Now I've just uh, just absolutely launched this on you. You have just. Um, launched it. But quiz um, is uh, <laughs> it means that I've got some questions for you. People think this maybe is scripted, but really genuinely. Carry on, Gordon. <laughs> okay, so here we here go. We go. Which single malt distillery is based in Girvan on the Scotland's west coast? Single malt distillery based in Girvan. That's mm-hmm. going to be, is that inside the big grain plant? Oh, uh-huh. yes it is. And there's two types of whiskey. One <laughs> matured by the water, it says. One matured a wee bit inland. I've had them. I had, I had both of them. Um... Oh, Gordon, you've, you, I'm going to hit, hit the bar on that one. W- William Grant, Ailsa Bay. Ailsa. Mm. Right, then. Yes. Now, we know that Glengoyne is Valley of the Wild Geese. Yes. What is Glenfiddich? It's Valley of the Something, oh, just to give you an idea. Well, he comes, hopefully comes back with the equaliser, Wild Deer. Nearly, nearly Wild Stag, but oh. yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Okay, here's another one. In 2018, the Scotch Whiskey Experience in Edinburgh, we li- we heard from Susan Morrison, celebrated an important anniversary. How many years has it been open to visitors? Now, just for people who don't know, the Scotch Whiskey Experience is actually paid for by the businesses of the Scotch Whiskey, by the Scotch Whiskey industry. So it's a sort of inclusive experience. If you've not been, please go, but it might be difficult currently. But uh, And that's why when you go up at the end of your tour, you get different whiskies depending on what day you go because they rotate mm-hmm. the whiskies of the distilleries that have paid into the mm-hmm. experience well of course the first day you'd have walked in there in the year 1988 Gordon uh, that would have been 30 years ago uh, that is absolutely correct well done well done well done well done what distillery name translates to Hill of the Juniper from Gaelic oh I know this. I know this. Oh, he's been on. They've been on. They've been on the quiz. They've been on not the quiz. It's a podcast. Been on the podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, to Well done. <laughs> you looking these up? No, I'm not. Genuinely not, Gordon. But I, I, I do know that question. I've heard. I've heard of that question before. Now, a couple of questions for you. The final one. Which company? Predominantly, which two businesses make most of the mills? 
Yes. You got Porteous and Bobby? Bobby? The b- <laughs> How'd you pronounce yes, that last Yes, absolutely one? right. Bobby, the Bobby Mill. The Bobby uh, Mill, very much like your um, whiskey and por- from Spain. And the Porteous Mill, okay. absolutely. Porteous Mill, um, yes. Very good. That's so that was Well done, Matt. Well, round of applause. Love it. Love it, Gordon. Now, you have very been good. conducting an interview. I have been conducting an interview, and I have interviewed a very good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Ewan Mitchell, who is the managing director of Isle of Arran Distillers. He has an interesting history in the industry, um, but he is—he's overseen the uh, the the sort of building of a new distillery on the Isle of Arran. So they have two distilleries um, under on the one island. So they sort of own that geographical area, and he. Gives us an insight into their business in the current climate and just things generally. It's very, very interesting interview. Oh, I can't wait, Gordon. Here it goes. I'm going to settle down with my Finnish whiskey and have a listen to Aaron. Here we go. So I'm joined by Ewan Mitchell, uh, Managing Director of Isle of Arran Distillers. Hello, Ewan. How are you? Hi, Gordon. I'm very well, thanks. And you? Yes, not bad, not bad. Um, as we approach the sort of end of the year, still a little bit sort of locked down and things not back to normal. How, how's it? How's it been for you guys? It's it's been a pretty mixed bag, uh, to be honest. Um, our our brand sales are, are actually doing pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, but we've obviously things have been very difficult and very different in terms of our our two visitor centres across on Aaron. Of course. And um, yeah, they they were closed. Uh, from mid-March until the end of July, uh, we we reopened them then, and they were they were doing very well. And and then the next next round of of lockdown measures came in, and and that's really kind of knocked it knocked it right back. And uh, they're we're pretty quiet again at the moment, but yeah, we're 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 kind of we're battling through as you have to do. So. Yeah, very similar, I think, to us at Glengoyne. I mean, Aaron, obviously probably is it not something like the most visited distillery in scotland i think glengoyne's up there but it's not quite as many as you guys but it's a big big change when you go from i mean such a large amount of visitors to effectively zero yeah it's it's, it's very difficult um particularly from for the, the staff over there you know they yeah. they're used to the place being buzzing being being full particularly during the the summer months and uh yeah it's just it's, it's just so very sad um but it is what it is, and there are greater priorities to deal with, yep. of course. And uh, yeah, we just have to just have to get through it, and hopefully next year will be a different story. Yeah, no, let's hope. Let's hope the end of this uh, it will will be next year, and we can get back to uh, doing what we do as as whiskey brands in a bit more of a normal way. Um, and we hope for everybody else's sake that's the case as well. Um, so you and you've been you've you've been at Aaron for how long now? Have you been at Aaron for? Uh, I've been with Aaron for just over 17 years. Oof, 17 uh, so, years. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for those who don't know you, obviously, you, you were, you, you've been in the industry for a long time. Give us a little sort of potted history of your your whiskey industry sort of path, as it were. Yeah, so I, I joined the whiskey industry back in uh, 1996, and my, my first role uh, was with the the independent bottler William Caddenheads, um, so part of the mm-hmm. part of the Janey Mitchell Company down at, um, in Campbelltown. Yep. So I worked worked with them for a period, and then I moved across to handle the sales on uh, for the Springbank um, mm. distillery side of the business, 
and I did that for for seven years, and yeah, it was a great grounding in the industry. Obviously, sure. very very traditional distillery. They carry out the full process on site from floor malting through to bottling. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was it was a great way to to really you had to get your hands dirty there to <laughs> to get in amongst it and understand the process. Yeah, and and then yeah, traveling the world. Um, the days before brand ambassadors or <laughs> or, or official brand ambassadors, uh, we were we were kind of all 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 things to all people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was great fun, steep learning curve, and uh, very interesting times. But uh, by two thousand and three, I felt it was time time to move on for a new challenge, and uh, and and Aaron certainly presented that. So it was mm. joining a going from the oldest independent distillery to one of the youngest. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I thought it would be be amazing to be part of the team, which r- really helped to, to build the brand and 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 establish the brand mm. uh, globally. And uh, yeah, it's over. It's and passed in a fl- passed in a flash, but uh, <laughs> I, I, we, we've we've done done a lot of things right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I look at you know. I mean, I've been in the whiskey industry since two thousand and three, so we've known each other pretty much since then. When I was you know, um, coming to see you and talk to you about a whole range of different things. I was working for Whiskey Magazine, but it's incredible how how the Aaron brand has over that period, and really since it was when since that first brick was laid laid for the for the visitor centre in terms of how that brand has absolutely become so well respected for a, a distillery that's what twenty five years old. Yes, twenty five years old this year. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, hasn't hasn't exactly been the celebration that we had planned. But, <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, so we're 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 working on the concept now that twenty six is the new twenty five. So, uh, <laughs> Quite right too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it's for me. I think the brand has come such a long way. The the whiskey has always been great. I think, and I'm a big fan of Aaron whiskey. But uh, you know, I know you released a twenty five year old this year, and you repackaged the brand. I think last year, but. You must be amazed at where it is now to where it was when you joined. Yes, a, a lot has changed, uh, both obviously for Aaron and, and across the whiskey industry. But yeah, when I joined the, we were the whiskey we were releasing was sort of five six years old at most, mm-hmm. and I think the sort of market market reception to younger whiskey was was quite different in those days. Um, yeah. People have, people's minds were perhaps a little more closed, a little more attuned to saying that the minimum the youngest they would drink would be a 10 or a 12 year old mm-hmm. um whereas now i think pe- people have a much more open mind and yeah they're aware that that good spirit and matured in good wood can can be good uh, can be excellent at, at a younger age and obviously we're seeing that with the, the whole raft of new distilleries that have, have come online since aaron um you know got going so yeah, there's so many new distilleries and i think what 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 makes aaron one of those ones I mean, obviously 25 years old now but um, you know, still young in the world of whiskey, but but you have that, and I always want and love your view on this as someone who's worked for a, a, a distillery now that's had a, you know, you have a very unique selling point, which is the island of Arran. You are the island of Arran, and we'll talk about your other distillery in a little bit. But if you look at a lot of these new, new wonderful small distilleries, some doing some really innovative things, you do start to sort of think, well, what's what's this one's unique selling point over another one? And, and um, you know, I think that's a really interesting point in terms of uh, a lot of these new distilleries and what, what's good, what makes them different to the one down the road, because there's now something like 135 distilleries in Scotland. So um, it, you, though, have that wonderful sort of sort of geographical USP, as it were. 
Yeah, it's it, it, it's our it's our key selling message, and and that um, you know everything about us, the front message is, is Aaron, and everything else really follows on behind that. Mm. So, you know, in a, in a in a whiskey sense, we really own own Aaron, and um, yeah, one of these days we're we're considering pushing for independence for Aaron. So, we're, <laughs> yeah, no. I, well, I mean, judging by the judging by the uh, if anybody judging by the ferry service, you're pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, let's let's not go there. Let's not go there. Um, I have some friends who live in Aaron, and it is the bane of their life. They're like, it is just ridiculous. And you, you know, I've gone to Isla a lot as well, and you forget how important something like that is to a business like yours. Well, it's 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 a lifeline service, you yeah. know, and and we have to factor in things like obviously malt deliveries, cask deliveries, yeah, um, because. No malt, no production, um, but mm-hmm. even down to you know amount of yeast that we store on site as well. Because mm. uh, uh, if there's a slippage in in supply of any of these things mm-hmm. as as a result of ferry issues, whether it's weather related or technical, then we can't produce. So we we have to bear that in mind the whole time. And the same with getting getting uh, casks, getting stock back to the mainland for bottling. You know, we we have we have deadlines to meet. But yep. if if the ferry doesn't sail, then we're we're kind of out of luck, so it's um, it, it's our greatest selling point, but also it, it you know it, it brings a lot of challenges to to the operational side of the business too. So yeah, um, I, I I keep you keep dangling the carrot with the sales team that once we get up to a certain level, we're going to invest in a company helicopter, but uh, <laughs> we're, 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 not, we're not we're not quite there yet. I can I can I can see it soon though I can see it soon. So so you obviously did a rebrand, which I think the new packaging is lovely. I think it's very different, which I think is really really good. And I'm just keen to sort of get an idea of, of from an Aaron perspective. What are your major markets? We, we, I mean, we all look to the US and we look at those mad tariffs that we've got in the US at the moment and just think, how can this be for small producers like you and me? You you know the two of us. But you know, in terms of Aaron, if I was to say to you, top five markets, where are you? Where are you selling the most Aaron currently? Uh, top five would be uh, France, uh, mm-hmm. UK, Japan, Germany, um, and then normally it would be the US. But we, we've been been undergoing something of a transition there, both in terms of our, our importer and of of course the the impact of the tariffs. Um, so we, you have other markets where we, we do very well, like some Belgium, Holland, yeah. uh, China is, is is rapidly emerging as, as one of our um, key markets. It'll it'll certainly be top five mm-hmm. by the end of this year, I would say. Um, so that's the kind of split. So a, a mix between yeah. um, Europe, whole market, Europe and, and Asia. Yeah, no, I mean Asia, Asia as we know is a is a market which is um, very. You know they love the sort of richer sherry cast. They love that style, and obviously they'll be sort of interested in a lot of the stuff that you've produced over many years. You've used a lot of sherry casts and your sort of devil's punch bowl and all those types of things, haven't you? Yeah, um, majority of what we fill is is ex bourbon, but we do we do fill a lot of sherry casks as well, and, and increasing quantities. And yeah, we, we like to feel we have a range where there's there's kind of something for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, so we have the ten-year-old, which is the classic Aaron. It's the, the kind of our, our go-to daily dram. Mm-hmm. But then you have um, additions like the Bodega, which is sherry-led cast strength, which is is doing exceptionally well. Uh, mm-hmm. Our Barrel Reserve, which is it's a hundred percent bourbon, much lighter, more, mm-hmm. more kind of ent- entry-level style. But then we've done you know a lot of great sherry single casks over the years, which yeah. which helped to to fly the flag as well. So. We, 
we've we've got a nice a nice mix uh, yeah. of, of of ages and skews um, to kind of appeal across the board. So 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 if we just go back to a little bit about the the island itself, we've obviously got Aaron up in the north at Locaranza, and now there's another distillery um, opened, obviously on the south of the island, uh, called Lag. Would you like to just tell us the sort of thoughts behind that? What was the thinking there? Because I think it's really exciting now to have two distilleries producing, I guess, very different spirits. Yes, well, the, our, we've been growing as a business over, you know, over the last ten years and more. But we we felt that the next the next stage in the development of the business was was to look at a second distillery, and we, we didn't look at anywhere else other than Aaron. Aaron's our <laughs> our, our spiritual home in, yep. in, in every way possible, <laughs> uh, and. Um, when when we looked at the island, uh, traditionally, I mean, there there were, you know, certainly more than fifty illicit stills operating on the island in the early nineteenth century. There were prior to Lochranza opening, there were three legal distilleries on, on the island, but they tended to be all be down in the south end of the island, which is, mm-hmm. if you know the island, it's much flatter, it's more agricultural. Mm-hmm. Um, so so pretty much down there at one time, every farmer who grew their own barley would have a still. In a bothy somewhere, either legally or illegally, and <laughs> so we we felt that the, the the south end of Arran at Lag was that was the perfect site, mm. and and an interesting fact is actually the old excise map of of Scotland, which you know s- split the country into highlands and lowlands. Um, actually, the highland lowland line runs right through the middle of Arran. So ah. you you have a situation where you have uh, one island, but actually within within that you have two two regions you've highland and lowland split down the middle um so it's ah. a- Aran, as, as you know is, is known as scotland in miniature and the, the north end of the island is completely different to the south yeah uh, and we, we just felt it was the right place and traditionally they, they, they used uh, a heavily peated malt down there so again that made sense for for the lag single malt to be a to be a heavily peated style in sharp contrast to the to the unpeated um Aran produced up in loch Ranza. Yeah. So, so they yeah, f- sorry carry on carry on yeah no so so lag uh, the the idea kind of sort of came to fruition 2015 2016 and we were we were producing um by march april 2019 and we yeah we just had a a year under our belt at the visitor center and it was, it was starting to yeah. to build a, a nice little following for itself and then of, of course this year sadly it's it's been more closed than open but uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's. It, I saw some beautiful. I mean, if anybody's not seen seen this sort of, you know, been there or seen it, stunning, stunning architectural design. I think it just, you know, really fits into that part of the world as well. Even down to the stone and things, it's just beautiful. Yeah, well, we we used a um, a, a small private architectural practice um, in Air, and uh, we we'd spoken to a few different uh, mm. designers, but we felt that they really nailed it in terms of the design. And the, as you say, the choice of materials has been very carefully selected so that it blends in with the surroundings. We didn't mm. want anything that we felt jarred with the landscape. Um, so, yeah. so down to the fact we have a we have a green roof, which which really helps the building to blend into the to the surroundings. Yeah, and, uh, no, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. So, am I correct, therefore, in saying that lag would be a heavily peated lowland? Yes, uh, that's uh, pretty uh, rare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a unique selling point right there. Yeah, really. <laughs> We do an unpeated highland and a heavily peated lowland, so yeah, we we could never be, yeah, 
nobody can ever claim that Aaron doesn't <laughs> like to turn things on its head. So. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. No, I can't can't wait to 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 taste some liquid from there, and that'll be uh, very very exciting. Um, it's something which I. Uh, which I'm really excited to. I've seen a, seen a, seen a lot about it, and you know we're obviously in the process of building distilleries and things as well. And it takes a takes a lot of time, not to mention money. Um, but uh, it's it's an exciting process, and we're very much at the beginning of that. But you you know you you've you've done it and been there and done it and know what it's like and know the pitfalls, I guess, as well. Yeah, it's every every project is unique, but um, it, it it never goes the way you anticipate it's going to go at the start. There are no. there are always so many obstacles and challenges thrown up, and uh, yeah, it, it can be tough. And generally, uh, whatever budget you have you have in mind, you know you're gonna you're gonna go beyond that. So <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So the, the 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 key description is contingency, contingency funding, and so, a decent percentage of contingency funding. Yes, yeah. Um, I, would, I would have an elastic scale on that one. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, no, it's, yeah, you get an immense source of pride once once the place is up and running, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you you see people coming coming in and and just sort of blown away by by the site, and it's only going to change and evolve, and the. the the grounds around the distillery will, will mature, and so that the site's only going to grow and improve. And uh, yeah, no, we're incredibly sight, excited by yeah. what the what the lag single malt will bring to the table. It's it's something where we want to be quite experimental. So, Loch Ranza is follows a fairly traditional course uh, where we we maybe use a lot of different casks for for varying the flavour profile. Yeah. But the lag lag our aim is is to be a bit more experimental, both in terms of like so the the types of peat that we're using mm-hmm. to see what impact that has on on the spirit and uh, yeah, really kind of delve more deeply into the the ppm um at, yeah. the, at the you know the the initial stages of production yeah no very very exciting and um yeah excited so how do the two i mean obviously you've got one distillery called aaron or isle of aaron and you've got one called lag and are they never the twain shall meet or is there a, a sort of umbrella between them if you do you know what i mean I mean, they're they're both run under the auspices of Isle of Arran Distillers, yeah. so it's it's one company, two distilleries, and I mean the the original name for the for um, Loch Ranza Distillery was Loch Ranza. The kind of Isle of Arran name sort of developed over time. Yeah. Uh, and so we we're really kind of trying to go back to that now. So we're we're making the the, the clear distinction between our Loch Ranza Distillery in the north, which is which produces mm-hmm. Arran single malt. And lag in the south, which ultimately yeah. will will produce lag. Um, yeah. So it's 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 one island, two distilleries. Yeah. But that that's really what what drove the the rebranding exercise for for Aaron, was everything in the past had been built around the fact that we were the only distillery on the island, mm-hmm. and and then we we went went and created our own internal competition. <laughs> if you like, uh, uh, yeah. So we we had to take that back to the drawing board and. Yeah. Uh, so, so our, the, the Loch Ranza name is a lot more prevalent than it used to be because that's the kind of distinction. It's Loch Ranza and Lag. Yeah. Um, but then the Ara name is so established on, on the branding, we had to, of had to stick with that. Of course. Fantastic. Great to hear about all the exciting going-ons and, and things like that. You, you've obviously been in the whiskey industry for a long time, 24-odd years, 25 years, something like that. Um uh, and you've travelled the world. You've done. You, you're managing director now of a of a successful whiskey business. What is your sort of ultimate whiskey moment? What do you look back on in your time as, you know, in the industry and go, now that was pretty unforgettable. 
that was a pretty amazing moment. Um, uh, you know, whether that's a place you visited or an experience that you had when you were, or people you were with, just intrigued for our listeners to hear what something that you go, that was amazing. There have been so many of them, really. I've been very, very lucky. I've, I've, I've travelled the world and um, had some great ex experiences. Yeah. And the great thing is, you'll be aware more than anybody, is how friendly the whisky industry is. Yeah. Um, how many great friends you, you meet. And although we're all, we have a competitive competitive edge to our brands, once we all get together, then, you know, there's that all gets set aside and, and yeah. um, you yeah. know, we, we all enjoy our... A dram or two together but <laughs> if i had to pick one thing out of the last 24 years it probably would be the when we, we did the whiskey called spirit of unity which was uh to raise money for the relief of the tsunami in japan and um i had been watching this on the television in japan's a, a country i have a huge affection mm, for mm. had some great times there and when I was watching the footage of that, I was thinking there's really something, I'm, I'm sure there's something we can do here in a small way to help. So I, I contacted a number of other um, single malt producers who uh, we, we all shared the same importer in Japan at the time, whiskey. And uh, we, between us, we pulled together a, a, a blended malt, a vatted malt in the old terms, and we, we called it the spirit of unity. And all of the all of the proceeds, all of the profits from that from that bottling went to... Uh, the relief of the the tsunami in Japan, and uh, in the end we, we raised a hundred thousand ah. pounds. And um, in a trip to Japan, we went up to the area most closely affected by the tsunami, and it was just incredible to see it firsthand what had mm. happened and, and what these people had been through, and just to feel in a small way that the whiskey industry, the Scotch whiskey industry, had come together and had had made and done something that was going to have a positive impact in their lives, is is something I'll never forget. And um, I, I think when we're seeing all of the, the crazy, crazy prices being paid for whiskies at, at auctions now, um, mm -hmm. I, I think just to look back and, on something that, that, that raised a lot of money but did, did a lot of good at the same time, that's something I, I look back on with great affection. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think you know when you when you see see the whiskey community coming together for a really good deed and a really good sort of uh, sort of uh, cause, then it really does show what we can do as an industry when we put our minds to it. Absolutely. So one more thing I'd want to ask before I let you get on and start managing directing is um, if you look across the sort of whiskey and predominantly Scotch whiskey sort of, uh, what's the word, across the sort of sphere of it at the moment, what, 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 you look at other companies, you look at what's going on, is there anything that stands out and you think, I really like what they're doing or, you know, anything that you think, mm, that's really different, that's something which um, is, is good to see? Yeah, again, lots. There's lots to admire and lots to learn. I mean, uh, your own employers, Gordon, are doing great stuff, and the revival at Rose Bank is is, is something uh, to greatly admire. Um, I really love what they're doing with with Arden and Merkin. Yeah, um, I, I was I was tasting their their first release over the weekend there, and I think it's superb. Um, yeah, I agree. I I really like what Kil Kilhoman are doing in Ireland in terms of the the you know the the farm distillery to bottle. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've I've great affection for the old the old businesses as well, Spring Bank and Glenfarquhar. What they continue to do as family-owned businesses. So yeah. um, there's 
there's lots of innovation, but there's lo still a lots of tradition, and it, it's it's a it's a good it's a good blend to have to use a good whiskey term. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think I think it's an industry. If you look at the pressures on it with tariffs and Brexit and all, we're you know it's still in a pretty good place, and I think that's really really strong position for us to be in. So uh, as you say, it's there's some really good people in it, which is why we absolutely love it. Ewan, thank you very much for your time today. I look forward to hopefully getting over to Aaron at some point very soon, um, when we're allowed to. Um, and uh, also catching up with you for a, a dram, which I think the last time we did do that was actually in Glasgow, n just not far before lockdown, in the new SMWS location. That's right, yes. Yeah, I think that's when I last saw you for a, a whiskey, which was, I think, about February. I think that's what I last saw anybody from the whiskey industry. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit like that. It's been a bit like that. But uh, look, we hope to see you soon, my friend, and thank you for your time. Uh, a pleasure as ever to chat to you. Thanks, Gordon. Lang me, you're, you're still steam. <laughs> Thanks very much. Oh, I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that, yeah. Gordon. Ah, very, very good. Great guy. Uh, great business. I mean, you know, Aaron really is a brand that has done so, so well. Um, and uh, we interested to see how lag progresses. And I never knew that bit about... Did you know that bit about Aaron being split into Lowland and Highlands because it goes across the line of the Lowlands and the Highlands? Did you know? No, I don't think so, Gordon. Although somebody mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. and I never knew that. I just assumed that Aaron was, was, a, was a Highland whiskey because yes. it was... But apparently, he, he, as he said, the, the line goes through the middle of the island. So, so actually, Aaron which is in the north, is a Highland distillery, and Lag, their new distillery, is going to be technically a Lowland, is what he was saying. But Who the team? funny thing about it is it's a heavily peated Lowland, of which I don't think there's any heavily peated Lowlands at the moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there we go. One there of the go. oddities of Scotch whiskey. We could go on and on and on, Gordon. But I, I think know. we will... How's, how's your Rosebank going on? Uh, well, well uh, don't tell Katie, but the whole sample's actually gone. So <laughs> You're ready um, to send me some. <laughs> don't worry. I've, I'll, I'll have to somehow. I know. I might tell her that I dropped it. That's right. Well, I'll, I'll still get a little bit of the Helsinki uh, Distillery Company's rye whiskey, which was uh, something mm. interesting. Just great to see, as you say, a buzz, not just in the Scotch whiskey industry, but a buzz about whiskey full stop around the world, which we love to see. Yeah. No, great. absolutely. Fantastic. Great, Gordon. Good. Right, well, give us a couple. We will be... Would you want a consonant or a vowel? Let's carry on. Oh, I guess I feel like I'm on counting. Consonant. Okay, you've got I, you've got C, you've got N, you've got an E, and you've got an A, right? Just a couple more. I've got an I didn't write them down quick enough. Could you, could you say them again?